0: I'm your host, Ab, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is joining us on this Monday. Super G, also known as the Goliath. Gonzo is in the building, and we've got Andrew Cashflow, also known as the Cashflow King. So very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how the European Central Bank has chosen five companies to focus on CBDCs. We show our listeners the connections that Quant is making. Cardano is gearing up for a permanent upgrade as the Vasil hard fork takes place this week, while Polygon has been chosen to solve the Ethereum scaling solution. With institutions, gearing, with institutions entering this market reaching an all-time high, we show our listeners a graph of what companies are invested in crypto. Ripple versus the SEC's lawsuit is looking better than ever, as summary judgment has been filed by the defendants. With the global economy looking extremely bearish, could this be the moment that XRP rises from the ashes? Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, you already know we got the news prepared for today, but I want to know what's on your mind, my friend, and thank you for making time for us this Monday.
1: Well, first of all, thank you, Abs. It's always great to be here with with everybody. Uh, We got Andrew, we got Gonzo. Also, I I can't forget to say good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. They show up every day, and I ask you guys all to send some love and high vibration and frequencies to Abs. You had a rough weekend this weekend. We all go through them hiccups. So make sure you uh, pour your hearts out and uh, send as much love and vibration as you can. Abs, we love you, and uh,
0: glad to see you're, you're, you're doing well. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. And the love is mutual, my friend. But we're going right back to Andrew Cashflow. Cashflow, they call you the Cashflow King for good reason. So what's on your mind? Anything you want to tell our listeners?
2: Yeah, actually, it was, an, uh, it was a busy weekend because my, uh, my laptop died uh, last Friday, so uh, I had to immediately buy a new one, but uh, the positive point is, new camera, new microphone, new resolution screen, so you guys, you all look beautiful now. So my day is uh, perfect, and uh, there's a lot happening, so I'm looking forward to do this show, and uh, happy to be here. Awesome, and we're about to die into this new computer
0: new camera but same andrew cash flow we're going to super g this morning gonzo you are the man and you already know why so what's on your what's on your mind my friend
3: <laughs> what's up man uh good morning good morning everybody um, yeah you know I, I had an okay weekend i um i did a lot of chart work so that was pretty cool seeing that um you know I, i'm probably going to get into a little bit of, of trading more like swing trading day-to-day trading just because you know i have so much other stuff going on but being able to find some support levels and and um, resistance levels and then watching it come to fruition because i've been keeping a journal that's been pretty cool but uh otherwise yeah man just doing research and you know you know me i'm 24 7.
0: And you know what's exciting, Gonzo? We are yet to experience the bull run of a lifetime, and that's what we're preparing our listeners for today. So we're going to get this started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. So go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index. Johnny Crypto, we are in extreme fear this morning, ranging in the low 20s, still sitting at a 21. And I think everyone knows why, because we had some massive profits leave the market this weekend. We are sitting at $933 billion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 39% dominance. Ethereum is 18%. Bitcoin is back below $20,000 at 19 Ethereum is below $1,400 at $1,350 this morning. Could be a great opportunity, but I'm sure Gonzo is going to fill our listeners in xrp 35 cents cardano is 44 cents polygon is 76 we've got algorand at 31 hedera below six cents and quant is still holding that three digit range sitting at 103 dollars this morning guys we got 132 live listeners joining us we're only four minutes into this episode and it's going to be a great one but i want to go back to gonzo gonzo everyone's talking about ethereum right now what are some of your thoughts yeah you know um it you know, we had the merge. You
3: know, first of all, props to the devs, right? That that pulled off this major, major like um, feat, right? Uh, as far as technology wise, moving them from proof of stake to proof of work. I mean, sorry, proof of work to proof of stake, right? But um, so I could talk about it later. But there's a lot of FUD right now that's happening with Ethereum, right? And like everyone's like, well, you said it was deflationary. You know, you know, we, we thought we were going to go to the moon and all this other stuff, and and you. It's still an altcoin, right? And we're still subject to what the market's doing. And um, there, there's a reason why. I mean, when, when we talk about it being deflationary, it's, it. the reason it's not deflationary right now, right? If you look, if you go to that um, that Smart Money app and you look at, at how much Ethereum has like hit the open market, right? It's gone up. It hasn't gone down. So people keep saying, well, you guys said it was deflationary. Well, that's because it... We're still in a bear market and there's no activity, right? We're still proof of stake, right? And so you still need that activity in the ecosystem so that the burning mechanism kicks in. But right now, there's not a lot of activity, so it's not burning a lot of Ethereum. So it's a matter of just being patient, right? Um, And um, I think there are bright days ahead for Ethereum, but for right now, it's going to go as the market goes, right? And, um, you know, if Bitcoin decides to come down like we think it's going to come down, um, then, you know, you're looking at a seven $800 Ethereum, right? So, you're sp- um, yeah. yeah.
0: You're spot on, Gonzo, and I think that's what's so difficult about a bear market. We have all this optimistic news come out, and you check the price charts, down 5%, down 6%. And it's just something we have to get used to during these times. But one of the things that everyone needs to take into consideration is just because the price isn't moving, doesn't mean the news isn't foundational and a game changer for these individual projects. We're about to get into how Cardano is going through the Vasil Fork upgrade this week, and it could make a massive impact on their network. But I want to go to Andrew Cashflow first. Andrew, what are some of the things you're watching? And for our listeners out there, we're showing the Bitcoin price chart right now, and it looks like we're bottoming out.
2: Yeah, you know, what I see here also, I was uh, studying a little bit uh, the Ethereum uh, the movements. And actually what you see with, with more or less the big cryptos, they are moving up and down exactly the same as the stock market at the moment. So does means there is a coupling at the moment, and it's maybe weird because that, that was in a couple of years ago. That was not the case, but it's just about how the economy goes. And uh, yeah, the, the there is just too less liquidity in the markets for yeah for for also for uh, for the fear. And what you now see is that that Ethereum is going down. However, we let's see the positive. And what is the positive? staking ethereum however i wouldn't be so um enthusiastic at this moment because you can do staking around uh, five five percent staking um you can do it yourself that's but at least then you have you know you have to have your own note with 32 uh, ethereum which is just a lot of uh, money what you can do is staking on an exchange for example on coinbase kraken binance and other other major uh, uh Exchanges, however, not your keys, not your coins, and then and now I go maybe a little bit deep, but that's liquid staking that you can stake your coins because your coins are staked for an indefinite period of time, and but so you don't know when you get it back. But if you liquid stake, you get a, a replacement coin, a staked Ethereum back, and that you can trade and sell, however, that that trades around five percent lower than the, than the original uh, ethereum. so there is, what I want to say is there is a lot of possibilities coming on also in the in the DeFi uh, world and it, it opens more and more possibilities. so that's what I'm looking at and that's what generates cash flow. Johnny, we're about to dive into our news articles for
0: today, but I'd love to get your thoughts on the Ethereum news. We talked about this being an event from day one. Buy the rumor, sell the news, but it is an upgrade for Ethereum. So how long until we see a positive impact from this massive upgrade?
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, that's the prototypical chart. Literally, if you just replace the word Ethereum merge with sell the news, like we've been telling you to say, that's really what should be up there. Then you'd be ahead of the game here. I mean, we we said this all along that. You know these are these are fundamental changes to a technology but a technology that still isn't in full adoption so while we're getting towards adoption you have to understand how these markets move these markets move um with uh momentum right there has to be there has to be a flood of money moving either in or out of these things to drive them right now because you don't have a large population behind it you don't have large institutions behind any of this stuff yet For for these things like this, something like this to matter, to drive future growth and profits, and typically they follow later. So for me, it was just, yeah, you could have seen it coming. Any of these things, I think, are always going to be sell sell by the rumor, sell the news kind of a thing for now. But I think in the long run, it's going to be good for Ethereum. It's going to be great when the gas fees are really low. And the scaling is better and, you know, and, and that kind of thing. In fact, I did some stuff this weekend. It was like, Gway was at eight. I've never seen gas feed Gway at eight ever. So, yeah, And I know that the market's are in shambles right now. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's going to be a while. But again, ETH is doing what ETH has to do to survive in the long run. And I think, uh, I think that's what we're seeing here. And if you think about it, Johnny, too, like when we talk about the Bitcoin halving, it's
3: a non-event, right? It happens. Yeah. Yep. Nothing, you know, it, it works like it's supposed to work. And yep. so you could look at Ethereum the same way. We had the merge. It happened like it was supposed to happen. It was uneventful. And just like the Bitcoin halving that has an effect, you know, six, eight months later, that's what we're going to see this. Like this, what they call the triple happening effect with Ethereum. It's not going to happen today or tomorrow. It's going to happen like the Bitcoin halving, which is like six to 12 months in the future is when we see the
0: effects of it, right? Yep. I'd love to get some more thoughts from you just because everyone is watching the September 24th date and anybody who's on crypto Twitter knows there's been massive rumors circulating around that date. So the German central bank says a recession is multiplying. We are seeing more and more factors that are going to contribute to a recession. What are you watching? We know the Shamita is on September 26th. Typically, we're going to see a massive regression in the market at that point. Are you watching the 24th of September? That's for you guys. Actually, yeah, well, actually, you know what's funny
3: is um I'm so glad that we have waters. Waters is coming on Wednesday, right, Johnny? Do we have uh, them this week? Yeah. Yes, correct. I, yes. Okay. So it's awesome that you have them because um, the crash that we got, of course, they're going to say it was because Taiwan and what Biden did in the interview or whatever. But for the people that are in the Wolf Pack, shout out to the Wolf Pack. We've been waiting for the 19th for at least like Jordan brought it up like a week ago, right? because if you look at the numerology, and I don't want to chop it up, so I'll just mention this part of it, but from now to the end of Shemitah, we're seven days away, right? And when you look at the numerology, Shemitah, it's a seven-year cycle. So there are other things that go into it, but we knew we were going to get a crash going to 19th. Now, there's another day that's coming up, which is the 24th, nothing to do with the Central Bank of Germany, but it has to do with Gematria, but I'll let I won't do it justice. But when he's here on Wednesday, we can ask him and 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 he can throw it down because, uh, you know, that's where I get all my information from. But we knew this was coming on the 19th. And so I was ready to go. I mean, I continue, I did my dollar cost average like I, I usually do, but I actually do it on Fridays and I didn't do it on Friday because I was waiting for, uh you know, early, early this morning
0: because I knew something was coming. Thank you, Gonzo. And we're about to dive into our articles for today. But before we do that, we got 192 live listeners joining us on this Monday. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you for being here with us. We're about to dive into the news from today because all of our XRP holders out there, you should be excited. Ripple, Brad Garlinghouse, and Chris Larson have filed a motion for summary judgment in the XRP lawsuit. Ripple Labs has filed for summary judgment in a nearly two-year-long dispute over the sales of XRP. So typically, when one party files for a summary judgment, that entity is asking the court to promptly dispose the case without a full trial with the belief that there are no material facts to dispute. This is an amazing sign from XRP, but again, I'd expect nothing less. Ripple's attorney went on to say that his hot take is after two years of litigation, the SEC is unable to identify any contract for investment and cannot satisfy a single prong of the Supreme Court's Howey test. Everything else is just noise. Congress only gave the SEC jurisdiction over securities. Let's get back to what the law says and let the SEC back off from the crypto market. Before we dive into some more quotes, I'd love to get some sentiment here. Johnny Crypto, we knew XRP is winning behind the scenes, but to see them file for summary judgment and ask for a dismissal, I wasn't surprised. What was on your mind?
1: And, you know, I think about this. If this was a 12-round boxing match, Ripple run all twelve rounds. The other guy on the other side is all beat up, bloodied, can't open his eyes. Big bags over his, you know, his eye cut, cut the, cut the swollen set Blood everywhere because they just got beaten up so bad. I don't think they had a single win in 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 all the back and forth that was happening in each one of these. So I'm not surprised to see Ripple push. But in fact, I remember Jeremy Hogan saying that there would be a push for some uh There was a date set for the end of this, or I think it was middle of December. Um, but the fact that it's coming a little early makes sense considering there's like nothing left, right? They've, they've won almost every single round here, or they have. So the question now is, you know, will we get it? Will it happen? And will we put an end to this thing? Or does it actually go to court? And if it goes to court, that's going to be really interesting. I'd be surprised. Uh, I suspect we'll, we'll probably see either it'll get thrown out, which I'm not so sure that'll happen either, or it'll go to court, and that's probably when the SEC will say, okay, let's settle this thing
0: because we're going to probably lose. You're spot on, Johnny. And I want to read one more quote before I go to Andrew Cashflow here. Ripple's attorney went on to say that today's filings make it clear that the SEC is not interested in applying the law. They want to remake an impermissible effort to expand their jurisdiction far beyond the authority that was granted to them by Congress. I'm going to put that back in English, Andrew. What they're basically saying here is the SEC has no jurisdiction over crypto and they're going out of their way to do so. Why do you think the SEC is taking such a strict approach to the crypto market? And do you believe they have the right
2: to regulate this market? You know, it's 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 almost funny that it is not funny anymore. I mean, uh what, what are they doing? You know, just grabbing power, power, and more power. They they want they want to have it all, they want to have the whole bucket. And you know, for me it's 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 just a, a the, how do you call it a puppet show or the Muppet Show? They're all and uh, and and nobody is is cares about about our be us as investors they are all fighting back and forth however if you see the united states on the world map and i know it's a big country the whole united states but the rest of the world is just going on with a, with a, with a particular pace and in the end it, it must it must be adopted however To me, to me, I I had missed Mr. Gensler. He he was one of my uh, examples when 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 he was teaching me. But he's losing credit all the time. And
0: uh, yeah, it's one of those situations, Andrew, where it's like Brad Sherman, right? We're curious as to why Gary Gensler is so adamant about regulating this market. Well, let's look at who's filling his paychecks. We'll dive into that later this week. But I do want to read one more quote before we go to Gonzo. It said the SEC alleges that all XRP, even the 20 billion that Ripple never owned is a security issued by Ripple. Specifically that all XRP was an investment contract with Ripple and therefore a security in the federal securities law. The SEC cannot prevail on that claim, nor can it lawfully extend its regulatory reach to offer to sales of XRP that occurred in foreign soil. So any XRP that was sold outside of the United States, again, the SEC has no jurisdiction over. We are going to play a short clip from Jeremy Hogan summarizing how XRP is winning this lawsuit. But before we do that, Gonzo, I'd love to hear from you
3: yeah you know um, I think it's a good thing that uh it's going to summary judgment like basically what they're saying is that there's enough evidence there for the judge to review it and then uh for them to make a decision right and and ripple believes it's going to be in their favor. that's what we all believe, but like Andrew was saying, you know it, it's a complete and the comment that you just made abs it's a complete and total overreach right um and what do they say about um power power um corrupts absolutely right and so I think that's that's what we're seeing, but like we've had Yusko on the show before, right? And he's talked about this, like on the surface, the SEC is there to protect investors, but really what it, what we're seeing is that the SEC is there to keep the rich richer, right? It's to funnel the money back into their pockets, right? Because all they're really doing is hurting us. Like we're the retail investors, right? And they're there to protect us, but really what they do, whether it's, through the accredited investing thing where not everyone can invest because you have to make a certain amount of money or it's this SEC lawsuit um, with Ripple, it, it's it's hurting us, not helping us, right? And then when you look at cases where they should be going after like the bad actors, uh, they don't do anything, right? When you, when you were talking about what happened with Tara and Doquan and anything, they've been really quiet about that, right? $60 billion vaporized, right? People's lives destroyed, but I haven't heard the SEC. Say much about that, right? So it's hilarious.
0: You're spot on, Gonzo. I want to read this quote, Johnny Crypto, and then I'm going to ask you to close us out here. Jeremy Hogan put out a tweet, and it said that he read through the summary judgments, and this were some of his conclusions. Its expert agrees that most of the changes in XRP's price were due to market forces and market conditions, and not due to Ripple's use case. Johnny, that's very bullish for the for this lawsuit. But also, I wanted to read one more quote which was that the SEC failed to get on record that any XRP purchaser heard Ripple's alleged marketing pitch. That means people like me and you were not incentivized to buy XRP because we believed in Ripple. We actually believed in the currency's utility. So it's a totally different use case. But, Johnny, I'm going to ask you to close this out here. What are some of the optimistic news and what does this mean to you? Is this the time that XRP rises from the ashes while the global economy is collapsing?
1: You know, when Jeremy Hogan gets excited, I get excited because, excuse me, Holy crap. Because he understands the law way better than I do. <laughs> it's like Darth Vader. <laughs> I don't know what happened over there. He understands the law way better than I do. So he's excited about it. He sees something there. And he's, he's spot on there that, you know, at the end of the day, the SEC, uh, when something it, for something to be a security, there has to be a promise of a game, right? And the reality is if we never heard the promise and we went out and bought it for a different reason, then that, I think that's part of the argument there. However... What I'll tell you guys is this. I've been saying it all along on this show. You're going to know when this case is over. Not from Jeremy Hogan or from me or from anybody else on the show. Anyway, just watch the price charts. It's going to start to go up before any news comes out. And everybody's going to be looking around at each other saying, what the hell is going on with XRP? What's happening? And it's going to be because the, you know, there will always be some people who know before everybody else. right? Just keep it out. Don't worry about the news. Watch the freaking price chart. When you start to see it going to levels that don't look normal and, you're, and there's no reason why, you're going to know
0: that's when we're, that's when this thing is coming to settlement. And that's what everyone thought was happening this weekend, right? We pumped to $0.39 yep. cents and you would have thought that we went to $39 yep. the way that crypto is yep. reacting. Gonzo, did you have any thoughts yep. there? Everyone's so yeah. optimistic about uh, XRP inevitably launching and never coming back. I'm not sure if we'll ever see the day, but if we do, it's probably going to come from a resolution in this lawsuit. So. What are you anticipating there? And at what point do you think XRP breaks out of this bearish price action? We've been trading between yeah. $0.42 cents and $0.28 cents for about six months now. So what are you watching?
3: Yeah, I think we have to get above, above $0.40. Cents. Uh, but I, I was I was laughing because, yeah, same thing, right? So the, the new about su- summary judgment, crypto trader was kind of on fire. And so we saw that. We saw while the rest of the market was uh, correcting, um, XRP had a price pump, right? It got up to like $0.39. Cents. But we need to break that upper level. We've just been ranging before we even go anywhere, right? And so, but I think Johnny's right. Like, we we literally need to get above 40, 42 cents. And then we'll know that that something's going on. But don't forget, too, that even when they win the SEC lawsuit and we get that price appreciation, if we're still in the bear market, it's still going to be in a bear market, right? Now, if it gets extended out and we've already seen our bottom and now we're on our way up, then maybe we'll get more price appreciation, right? But it's still going to follow cycles. It's not Mm -hmm. like we're going to go from 28 cents to the moon, right? 5.89. That's not how it works, right? Right. You know, they they still need to start building their infrastructure within the United States and and do everything that they're doing. And it's going to take time. That's why we're long-term investors. But definitely, like, for those of you that have been holding this token for a very, very, very long time, when you get an opportunity to de-risk and take some chips off the table, I definitely would do that. And then you could always use that for something else or put it right back into the market when we go back down. Because we're still going to have this volatility, right? We're still going to have these cycles.
1: And I ain't going to lie to you, Gonzo. I, I'll be honest with you. I actually don't want it to end right now because this is a bad time, right? We all know that You know, September, the end of this, is Shemitah, October, November, you know, I, I really think it's going to be a, a big drop. And so I'll be honest with you. I'm praying it doesn't. I don't want it to end in in that that lull where we're going to be kind. Of, I'll be honest. You, I'm not buying. I haven't bought anything in the past few weeks because I I, I just think we're going lower. So I want to see this thing. And once we get at that rock bottom, when we see BTC either hit seventeen five or twelve five, whatever it's going to bottom out, that's when I want the Ripple news, you know, to start coming out because I think that's when you're going to see it go up. But to me, yeah. So let's hope we don't get summary judgment yet. Let's Now is the one time I want them to delay. Delay to December, would you please? They're spot
3: on, you know, Don-
0: Oh, go ahead, Gonza.
3: I was just going to say, you know, that brings up a good point too, Johnny. Um, you know, a- as we talk about that, we can see that lower low. If we get that lower low, depending on how, um, how low we go, these altcoins that we've been dollar cost averaging in, mm. they're going to correct majorly, right? We're oh. looking, I-, I was looking at least 50% from where we are now. Some of them could go even lower. And so just understand you need to be mentally prepared for that, because if you've been buying at these prices and we get another 50% correction, just don't freak out. Don't panic. Don't, you know, not financial advice, but don't, don't just all of a sudden sell off and believe all the FUD because there's going to be tons of FUD out there, right? I wouldn't be surprised if we get the arguments about, okay, it's over. It's going to zero, all that stuff, but you really need to prepare yourself mentally for what that looks like just think about whatever your portfolio is right now gets cut in half right we're it's already down right mine's already down 70 percent now another 50 percent, you have to kind of be mentally prepared for that or else you're going to be emotional and you're going to make bad decisions
0: here's what's pretty cool gonzo mental act actually commented on crypto mason's video that i was watching this weekend and he said any pump below one dollar for xrp it's not a pump It's just traders making money, and I completely agree. Until we get a massive pump and we separate away from this bear market, it's just sideways trading, and we haven't broken that $0.42 range. So again, could be a good time to begin that accumulation process. But we got 243 live listeners joining us right now on this Monday morning. So thank you for being here. Make sure to smash that Like button. We're about to dive into an article showing how the European Central Bank has chosen Amazon as well as four other fintech firms to work on a digital euro, and the best part is Quant is connected in this article. So get ready, people. The European Central Bank has announced it will be collaborating with five companies for the deployment of a potential digital euro. The ECB said that it had chosen the big four tech companies, Amazon, Nexi, and a couple of others that aren't too relevant to each focus on developing on a prototype based on the specific use case for the digital euro. So when we dive into the use cases down here, and I'd love to kick it around the group before we get into the bulk of this article, it talks about how Amazon is going to be focused on e-commerce payments, but Nexi, which is a direct partner of Quant, and they use the cryptocurrency to facilitate payments, they're going to be focused on point of sale initiated by their payment app. So I'd love to just hear from the group. We can dive into the meat and potatoes of this thing later on, because I want to stay focused on the Quant thing. Johnny? You're an ADA guy. You're a Quant guy. We got Nexi here. Is this a big connection, or am I blowing this out of proportion?
1: No, I think at the end of it, no, no, absolutely not. When we're talking about building a uh, digital currency that needs to be universal per se, right? It's going to need to talk to different systems, most likely. So it makes sense that's either thinking about it right before you build a house, you have to lay out the foundation. Got to get the foundation. What are all the moving pieces? What rooms are we going to have? The plumbing, the electrical, all that stuff, right? So everything's working properly. Same thing here. They're building out the system and they're putting all the right pieces in. But we got to have, you know, what's going to be the blockchain? What's going to be the communication layer? How are we going to distribute it? All that stuff. And I like it. I like how they're built. I don't know much about the other companies, but to, I mean, having Amazon there, okay, that that was a little, and I'm probably because of AWS, I'm assuming why they're there, but the reality
2: let me tell you one thing. Yes, go this, ahead. It's yes. all about control. What happened in the Netherlands and other countries in Europe? We have the so-called C app, you know, the the surveillance app. And in the in the lockdown periods, yeah, we ha- we we were allowed to go to a bar or restaurant, but you have to be, yeah, uh, injected with the with the V stuff. Yeah. And this app is also I read articles. This app is also the basis for a wallet so that means in that wallet your personal identification information is totally known your passport information your health situation is in that wallet and now they are going to extend that that app slash wallet with a cdbc so more and more you see integration and pushing people into this yeah digital thing here and, and this will be your identity because they know you always are there. And so it's all part of a, a bigger plan, a bigger master plan. The only thing is what they have to do is step by step, small steps, and get the public used to using an app. And that's why they really? say never let a good crisis go to waste. Everybody now is used to have a, a, a mobile app to get access to for example, a theater or a, uh, a, a restaurant or a bar or, or a festival, you know, as long as you have your qualifications based on, uh, on, your, on your vaccinations and that kind of stuff. So it's all a plan. And this is just another step in this plan. And I'm sure in two years, on the same app, we have a CDBC next to our uh, uh, access stuff with, uh, with the same app. There's no question, Andrew. You're you're 100% spot on
1: where we're going. I think the difference here is, right, when we think about that, we all know what's coming. So the reality is not a goddamn thing we could do to stop it, nor do we even care to try to, right? The reality is how do you ensure you put your families and all your friends and everybody else in a position to potentially benefit from it, right, like, like, like most of the smart money does? And that's all we're trying to do here, right? So we know what's coming. We see what's happening and you know getting back to the question i think it's great news for quant i think this is another example of why quant is going to be part of the systems or i should say part of the blockchains that's going to be part of the system that's coming and we're trying to identify that now help ourselves help our friends help our viewers all the warrior maniacs out there to say hey look this is something you want to look into quant could be a player in the long term and you want to you know have that in your bags or you don't have to but i want them in my bags and what's interesting take a look at Quant guys so everything's down that freaking Quant won't drop below 100 bucks I'm like pray for this thing to come down to 40 50 bucks it won't do it and in fact look at the chart it's actually trending up while everything's trending down but anyway great news for Quant I think this is just part of the rails of the system that's coming and I totally wish I had more horses more of that in my bags but I will definitely be buying more when, when we bottom out in November December
0: Gonzo and I love this comment we got here it said I dumped the jo- the majority of my Ethereum before the merge My home's paid off. The last auto payment was paid off this week. Now I'm debt-free. That is amazing. And that's what I'm hoping our channel is able to provide for our listeners. If you are able to take profits and buy into these things at the right time, you're very close to generational wealth. But Gonzo, before I kick it to you, I want to read one last quote from this article. As the ECB chose five companies based on fulfilling specific capabilities for their CBDC, the officials plan the project to be completed in the first quarter of 2023. And that's huge because we always talk about how 2023 is the year of institutional adoption. It might be the year of CBDCs as well. What does this mean to you, Gonzo?
3: Yeah, I mean,
0: well, I mean, look who the players involved are, like Amazon, right? As we moved into
3: the uh, into the virus and the lockdowns and everything, everything went to online, right? Whereas a lot of people were shopping in stores. Now it's a, a normal thing, like us being, uh, it's almost like the metaverse, right? Us being on Zoom calls, a normal thing. Us shopping on Amazon went through the roof, right? And so it's no wonder that they're now involved. In, in, in blockchain and then the payments. And that's why we say, like, do your research, but we're placing bets on blockchains that have to do with the payment service, right? And Quant is one that connects these different blockchains. And like, you know, Johnny's always talking about, it's going to be a base layer. So it makes me super bullish on Quant, but not just Quant, but just some of the other ISO tokens that we always talk about that that are going to have a place uh, in this new world. And we have uh, but even- yeah,
0: Quant. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No, you're good. I was going to say, and we even have more connections to XRP here as the European Central Bank picked five partners for the digital euro, but Worldline is the only official partner of Ripple. We've got Nexi, who is an official partner of Quant, and Amazon Web Services also has plugins to utilize XRP. So didn't mean to cut you off there, Gonzo, going right back to you.
3: Yeah, no, it's just, like I said, do your own, you know, do your research, but like anything to do that we, what we usually talk about, like XDC. XLM, XRP, Quant, right? I I think the reason Quant has done so well, it was just kind of like what Link did so well in the last bear market, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was an Oracle and it collected blockchain so that they could communicate with each other. Quant is gonna allow payment blockchains to communicate with each other. And so it's something that's needed. It's a very, very big use case, right? And that's why it's done so well in the bear market. And that's why people were saying like, anything under a hundred bucks is a good entry, right? Um, I'm looking at like $80, especially when we start to come down. Uh, just imagine we spent a, we, we spent a couple days at $40, like $42. That was a steal, right? That was the bottom, but now, you know, right? So now, you know, we, we maybe didn't know, we didn't push it as much as we did before, but now we're educated. Now it just takes some patience. Now we just wait, we wait for that bottom to kick in. And if quant reaches those mm-hmm. levels, now you can gauge how much of this do I want to buy? Or do I think this is the bottom? you've seen how good quant's done in the bear market so if we get down to 60 50 40 dollars that tells you everything you need to know about where it's going to go in the future and could it go lower right
2: thanks you know, you know Gonzo, it, it's pretty simple just put your buy order already in make your capital available put your buy order in go to sleep and every day you you look you look mm-hmm. you see if you if your price target is hit maybe in after the shmita we will get a drop down and and it maybe goes to 38 quant and then it goes up within a couple of hours for sure you missed it if you have not entered your order on forehand so
3: that's how investment
2: works you know andrew brings
3: up a good point like if we get like a a major correction like we think we're gonna get it could be a candle wick down right when we talk about bitcoin or quant whatever it is it could be at seventeen five and get a candle wick down to twelve and then back up. So if yeah. you don't have your buy orders in, then and you try to buy, that you if you've been through bull markets, it's a shit show with the exchanges, right? They get locked up, you can't access your account, and that's why we, when you have the opportunity, if you have that capital already, it's important to put your buy orders in for whatever you believe in, because then they're already set, right? Because if you're trying to chase that wick and get in, everyone's trying to do the same thing. The your, your exchange might be down. Right? You're not getting, and you might not get it. You're not you're getting, not getting it, it, right?
1: You're not getting away. I've had orders yeah. in and even with a wick, you don't get filled because there's still a, a back order. But you know, there's something I want to yeah. address here, because I'm afraid this might have been based off a comment I made. Guys, so this question if the markets are going to crash, should we buy, should we sell, not buying No, no, listen. Don't do anything we say and do here on the show. You need to do your own research and you need to do what feels right for you. Um, I don't want, you know, you guys come back later and saying, oh my God, you told me to do some. No, no, no we're just saying kind of what we think we're going to be wrong and you're going to be pissed. So don't blame, don't, don't go by. What we're trying to provide is ideas here. Of what could you could potentially do, but you have to decide because if you sell everything now and it doesn't go down, it goes up. You're going to be pissed. Right? So be smart about what you're doing. I'm not selling everything. I'm still holding because, but i just know that I'm going to be holding through it down. I know we're going further down. I'm okay with it. I've mentally prepared myself that I'm going lower if it doesn't happen okay but the reality is in things like that you don't know when the bottom is so we say all the time on the show DCA for anybody new here DCA means dollar cost average it means you buy it small chunks along the way and you can either do it on a consistent weekly basis or you can do there you go perfect love stocks or you could do it at, you know when you feel we're at lows right which is right now I do both I have a weekly uh, a monthly order that I do And then we also, every once in a while, if I see something dipping low, I'm going to take advantage of it. If I have the funds available, look at Cardano. That thing doesn't go below 40 cents. Quant, stuck around 100. So to me, it's like, how much lower are they going to go? You don't know. So you want to be grabbing some at that 44 cents, right, price point. And if it goes to 30, okay, I'll get more. Just be prepared. So anyway, sorry to drag on, but I just don't want people making decisions on things we say here. You have to have your own good time. Exit entry plan and exit plan. And speaking of exit plan, yep. yeah. Guess what's coming? Let's soon? roll it. Roll here it. Is. There it is. There it is. That was a cheap plug. I didn't want to go there with it, but just happened to go there. <laughs> with that so are you said, plug it. Yeah, i yeah.
0: plug yeah. it here. <laughs>
1: I guess I'll roll it. Here we go, folks. Fire it up.
0: Have you gotten re- have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space, or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, you're not alone, and it's probably because you don't have an exit plan. The good news is that it doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. First, it brings all your coins into one place from many exchanges and wallets, so you can simply see all of your assets across one screen. Next, you can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin's smart algorithm lets you create an exit plan and send you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. So go to at GetMerlinCrypto on Twitter. That's at GetMerlinCrypto and sign up for our 30-day free trial to get whitelisted so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't wait and miss out on this new and innovative app. Sign up today and get on our Merlin whitelist. It is the smartest way to track your crypto One of the things that sticks out to me, Roto, when you play an ad like that is when in 2021, if I had an exit strategy specifically set up on an app, I could have done a much better job of taking profits. But I want to go back to the question that you originally addressed, which is, should I be selling my crypto now to purchase in November That's a very, very dangerous game to play. And it's not one that I typically like to go into. But what I do like to do is fundamental investing, right? We understand that this market is currently reaching the bottom of a bear market. We are already 80% regressed on most of the altcoins and we're below 70% for Bitcoin. So one thing's for sure, we're close to the bottom. But I want to show our listeners this list of institutions who are currently using and investing in crypto. Johnny, these are many of the cryptos that you hold today. We've got Ethereum. We've got XDC. We've got XRP. I can see Bitcoin on this list. So the numbers are all over the place. And we have some of the largest companies on the planet using cryptocurrency today. I'd love to start off with you, Johnny, and then just kick it around the group. What sticks out to you about this list and what what project are you most bullish on?
1: You know, when you, when you look at this list, first of all, you see a lot of big companies in there, right? And you see that a lot of these things are, are around some of the coins we've been talking about. In the ISO system. Right. That's the ones I'm looking at first, because I know that's going to be probably one of the first things. Yeah, exactly. You got quarter there. You got quorum. Right. Which we know is tied to XTC, which also ties into, you know, obviously, Ethereum huge. So, again, you want a diverse, if We always say this all the time. Do, do what the big boys do. Right. Well, here we go. There's the list of what the big boys are doing. Make sure you've got your, your bags put in there. Um, second of all, I just want to address this question. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm telling you guys not to do what I say. I don't want nobody blaming me or anyone on this show. We're just trying to all help you guys. But what's really important. Speaking of help guys, most don't teach okay. strategies. That's right. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to join the three T Academy. Cause see the man right there. See that man right there below me. That man has created an excellent, excellent program or course on how you know about exit strategies entry strategies on how to play this game so if you really want to know you want to go deep into this you want to become an expert in this space be proficient at it and know how to do it now he's over there on that oh he's on that side now see that mary make sure you join his come to the academy you got to join the academy that this one this part we don't give away for free but we give a lot of stuff away for free click on the link below join the academy get access to andrew's course and you will then know you will be taught entry strategies exit strategies how to play them You'll, you know, we Coach us all the time. You have to invest in yourself. You have to educate yourself, and that's what we're trying to help you guys do here. Educate yourself. Check out this man's course, and then you can go get the tools like a Merlin or something to help you stay ahead in the game as you're playing it. So we're trying at the Academy to bring you guys all the stuff
0: you need. So that you can be successful in this marketplace. Thank you, Roto, and we're going to kick it right back to Andrew Cashflow. Andrew, I'd love for you to focus on this chart. We've got Quorum, which is a connection to XDC, Corda, which is a connection to XRP, also Ethereum and Bitcoin. What does this mean to you, Andrew?
2: Um, I'm seeing this uh, this chart for the first time, but I see a lot of major names. By the way, uh, Johnny, thank you for the uh, for the for the kind words about my, my course, and uh, it's uh, it's it's ready. Uh, yeah, soon. Tonight, we do the project kickoff for implementation, so in a couple of weeks, I think we have it uh, up, all up and running. But the basic courses are already up there in the in the, in the 3T Academy. Now, what you see here, and I keep repeating it, it is adoption, adoption, adoption. And if you see all these big names, then it cannot be that this, this is such life-changing uh, technology. Um, same like we had the, the, the technology uh, and and, and, the, and the 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 dot com bubble in uh, in in the in the two thousands, you know. Then it went also up and down and up and down. And now we are again here. We are about uh, twenty years later, and we are again here in such a life-changing uh, uh, e- event. And if you don't jump on the train, then maybe it will take another twenty years be- be- before another major uh, technology change will will take place i mean this it it it's incredible what what's happening and if you see all those big names you know those people are not crazy they know what they are doing and they are investing in the technology and will every every joint venture and every cooperation will it be a success absolutely not but they want to be in and they want to get used to to what what's happening in this crypto sphere and that's actually exactly what we also do with each other get into grip to get get used to what it is and 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 feel yourself comfortable johnny also said it so, so very good that if you want to buy you have to wait till it goes down and be be okay with it be mentally prepared if it doesn't hit your buy target don't feel fomo or so no it just not not meant for you at that moment but at least you stick to your strategy and maybe a couple of weeks later it just tick ticks your your buying price or your selling price and so you know it is such a life-changing and generational wealth changing environment where we are living in as soon as long as you know what you're doing and that's also about uh, yeah studying so uh Thank you, Andrew.
0: And Gonzo, I'm not sure if you had any closing remarks. We do have a video we're about to play showing the connection between Amazon and Ripple, but we're going to draw those connections right after you give your thoughts.
3: Yeah, you know, I I agree with everything that everyone said. They already kind of gave the ISO tokens and stuff, so I'll go a little bit different. But, um, you know, I like Link, right? I think Link can go down to $3 to $4, right? Because it's an Oracle. We've already talked about Quant. Polygon layer two, right? We can get down in a major correction, down back to like 40 cents. So that's another one. Um, Filecoin for storage, love some Filecoin. And then I just started doing research on Near Protocol. I've been hearing a lot of good things about Near Protocol and what they're building. So I'll report back, but I just started doing deep dives near protocol and been looking at the charts, but uh, that might be closer to a bottom too. And as far as a layer one scaling solution, it already has sharding. So it doesn't need the upgrade like Ethereum does. So um, I, I'm very, very interested in your protocol. I'm going to start doing some research on that.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Gonzo. And we're going to show our listeners a quick video of XRP, not only the real utility it has, but the connections it may have to the new central bank digital currency. This is about 25 seconds. I'm going to let this short clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go.
2: We talk to a lot of our customers uh, around the world. and And I was surprised that even large customers, it takes them three to five days to get the payment where it needs to be. And, uh, you know, this was the case of uh, Amazon um, paying merchants cross border and taking weeks for that payment to arrive. 5% of payments fail using the traditional uh, wire system.
0: And that's very important to note 5% of all transactions fail using the traditional wire system. When you use ripple XRP and some of these other settlement systems, you basically have a 0% fail rate, but I want to go back to Andrew cashflow. Andrew, why do you think he name dropped Amazon in this particular statement? And what are the connections between Amazon web services and ripple? We know that they're working together. We know they participated in specific protocols together. How long until we see Amazon
2: actually using crypto for settlement? Um, yeah, you know, uh, Amazon is on one side, of course, everybody knows Amazon from their uh, web store, but on the other hand, and Amazon Web Services, that is just a computer center. That is, you, you can hire as an, even me as, a, as an individual, I can hire um, uh, servers and storage and all that kind of stuff. So also other companies are hiring computer uh, capacity to, to, to do their business. So what is easier that 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 Amazon is either or, or is in the the the, the 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 web web store and the and the retail and the, that kind of stuff but they are also having a major layer in in web services so this is such a brilliant combination I first thought why is Amazon doing that but it, it becomes more and more clear that that all those, All those crypto services has to run somewhere. And that's why you see all those data centers everywhere coming up. And uh, yeah, Amazon is uh, first row to do that.
0: You're right on, Andrew. And I want to go to Johnny Crypto and Gonzo really quickly. Give me your brief thoughts here. Why did the connections between Amazon and Ripple to continue to come to fruition? Andrew brought up a good point. It's typically just Amazon web services, but we know the connections are there. Let's start off with Gonzo. What are you anticipating?
3: Um, I, I mean, to me, it makes sense, right? XRP is super fast. It's very efficient. The banks are going to use it, right? So why wouldn't Amazon use it, right? Um, Andrew talked about the AWS part of it and the storage and all that. And he's right. Like in the city that I work in, they're building a whole brand new data center. It's a huge facility that's going up, right? And it's all going to be super secure and it's all data storage. But um, it makes sense to me that Amazon would want to partner with one of these guys because they're so big in the e-commerce space, right? Think about it. How often do you guys buy stuff on Amazon, right? And so if they can get involved in some kind of payment system and have a piece of that, now now they're making even more money, right? And at the end of the game, at the end of the day, like Johnny always says, that's what, it, that's what it's there for them. It's there for them to make money.
0: And, Johnny, you know, and frankly, this – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Abs. I was going to say, we always talk about ISO compliant tokens and Hedera is also on that list. Since we're focused on central bank digital currencies, I thought I'd draw this connection as well as Hedera is currently working on a project called Project New Dawn, in which they're working on an interoperability solution for central bank digital currencies. And that's going to be using Hedera. I know that's a mouthful, but it is very simple. Hedera is going to be used to transfer CBDCs. Point blank, what does that mean to you, up?
1: Yeah, what it means to me is what I've been saying on the show the whole time, is there's going to be a bunch of different blockchains coexisting together to try and solve this problem. It's just like anything else in the world. You have a bunch of um, companies and technologies. Everybody's trying to solve a problem, and some people and some companies are trying to solve the same problem because there's a market there, and they want a share of that market, right? And so that's all you're seeing here. Now I don't know who's going to win, I have no idea, you know, and and so the reality is that's why all of us here and everybody in the academy and most of our workers here know better to invest in multiple technologies, competing technologies like an HBAR, like XRP, because you don't know who's going to win. And you don't want to be the guy that's holding XRP and then HBAR wins or you're holding HBAR and then XRP wins and you're sitting there kicking yourself. That's stupidity at its best. Why would you do that? Especially at the prices that these things cost, you got to do what Andrew says. I'm gonna—I I love saying this, and you know, I'm gonna mess up the accent. Here you go. Here, here you put go. Two five hundred dollars in each one, and that's it. And you set it and forget it, right? That's what I'm doing. I got a bunch. Of, I was like, oh, I got to fight. I got to go over forty coins. Why? Because I'm betting on a bunch of these different racehorses apps. So for me, it's one of those things where great. If H Bar wins, I'm happy. If XRP wins, well, I'm happier because I got a bigger bag of eight, XRP. But the point is, I've got both. I'm not going to feel the pain if one wins and one loses, and I and I missed out completely. Right? That's the that's the feeling. That's the that's what I'm trying to avoid. I don't want to miss the boat. I'm going to be pissed if I do, and that's why I'm, I'm So it's
0: good news. Good news for H Good good for them. Johnny, I have one more tweet I'd like to get your specific thoughts on. Because your uh, experience in real estate, the average 30-year mortgage is up from 2.7% to 6.3% per year. This means that a monthly payment on a $500,000 loan last year was about $2,000 per month. Now that monthly payment is over $3,100. Housing prices are down 6% in one month, which is the biggest drop since 2011. And this is a massive statement saying that a recession is an understatement when we're looking at these statistics here. So Roto, just some brief thoughts. I know it's not crypto related, but we always talk about how the housing market's ready to collapse. Is this a sign? I, I, I love,
1: you know, so you guys know I'm into real estate. I love real estate. And this is this is not a sign. This is how it works. It's, a, it's the most simplest mathematical equation. And someday I'm going to build a real estate course in the academy and you can come and check that out. But basically in a nutshell, this is fundamentally why I've been telling all my friends, all my family for a year that the, the real estate market not might crash or probably crash. It's going to crash. It absolutely has to for, for the very reason that for this example right here. The fact is the buying power that you have. See, people don't understand how this works. It's a very simple equation. If the interest rates go up, the housing price has to go down. Why? Because the mortgage costs that people can afford to pay, okay, from $2,000 to $3,100, Well, guess what? Somebody who can afford $2,000 and they're probably just able to afford it, there's no freaking way they can afford another $1,100 payment. I mean, that's almost another half a paycheck, right? So there's no way they can afford it. That's why what happens is now all of a sudden you see houses are high and interest rates are high because people who are loving the high housing price at 2% haven't realized mentally that the buyers can't afford to buy their house anymore at that same price. Because when they go to the bank to get a mortgage, guess what? The mortgage says denied, because now you don't make enough money to afford a thirty-one hundred payment. Because the 4 to afford a thirty-one hundred payment, you also have to have reserves. So there's a whole nine yards of it. I'll get into it later. But the point is, absolutely, the crash just coming. There's no way about it. And I don't even think we've seen the worst of it because the human mentality—if your house was just worth six hundred thousand, and now the real estate agent comes knocking on the door and tells you it's only worth four—there's no way you can mentally change and go, "Wait a minute." I was able to get 600 yesterday. I can only get 400 today. You don't want to believe that you just lost 200 grand. So what happens? You leave your house at 600 or you drop it to 550 or no, 590, 580. It takes so long before you realize what the real estate agent was telling you is right. Your house is only with 400 now. That's coming.
3: The other thing that happens too, Johnny, is that especially that happened here in California where people were outbidding themselves, right? And they were paying so much over the value of the house. Now as these prices go down, there are some people that are going to be under on their mortgages, right? I know me personally, um, I got in at a super great rate that I would never touch. But if I had to buy my house at at these um interest rates, I wouldn't be able to afford the mortgage payment. There's no way I would. And right? this is so why, good.
1: right here. Yeah. Because your it's, it's crazy. Because your your paycheck doesn't go up. That fast, your paycheck doesn't go from two grand to three grand. It take ten right. years for your paycheck to go up that fast. But yet, the housing can happen instantly. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But that's exactly no. Why.
3: Yeah, you're spot on. You're you're spot on. It's the same thing that's what's going on with the uh, not to go away from crypto, but with the with the uh, car market, right? It's it's the same thing that happened in two thousand and eight with um, the housing market, right? You had all these people that are getting these car loans, and they really can't afford it. And, and they were kind of um the prices of the cars went up because of the chip shortage and all that stuff so there are people that drove off the lot and then now that everything's down their car loans are in reverse they're under so even if they sold their car it's not enough to cover the loan paid. so yeah. the bank doesn't care you still owe that money right they don't they don't they don't go They'll just take oh, the okay. car. yeah exactly we owe you you know I owe you uh you know sixty thousand dollars but my loan is seventy thousand dollars they don't just forgive you the 10 grand you you might sell that car and pay them the 60, but yep. you still owe them the 10 and so there's a giant bubble about to pop in the in the uh, car market.
1: you know what that tells me tells me guys if there's anybody out there looking for a career, go, go become a repo man. There's gonna be a lot of repo jobs coming soon for sure. I didn't know this though did you guys know that in Canada you can't get a 30 year mortgage anymore that's huge. Wow I did not know that that that's, that's- really interesting. That's do you know what a mortgage payment is on a five-year term versus a third? Nobody's gonna be able to afford a house. And
0: that's only gonna multiply the recession that's coming, but we got a hundred, sorry, two hundred and sixteen live listeners out there. We are gonna close it out today with the Cardano article because we promised it in the yes. title. So Cardano is one of the strongest cryptocurrencies in the space. And Charles Hodgkin said that they continue to expand, they continue to upgrade, and they continue to implement their vision of reality. After the Basel Hard Fork, which takes place this week, we should see a lot of stuff launched and that's pretty exciting. So the next three to six months are going to be really, really good. And we should exit this year very strong, entering into 2023 with lots to look forward to for the ADA community. I love ADA. I have a bunch of ADA. It's not one of my largest holdings, but I am very bullish on this project. 2023 is the year of institutional adoption and ADA is creating more use cases for the market. Johnny, we only got a couple minutes left, but you're the ADA guy. What's this mean to you? It means, first of all, uh, Gonzo,
1: apparently uh, we're in the same house. So when you get a chance, can you make me a, yeah, I'll meet you for a steak right after this for lunch. Um, ADA, I think, is going to be, you know, one of the players here that's not going away. I've been saying this for a long time. Just look at the chart. I've been waiting for this thing to drop back to 20 cents. It won't do it. It hasn't been able to do it. It's there's somebody... Buying the shit ton out of it around 44. Go look at the chart. And I'm not a charting expert. I just know enough to be dangerous. And that thing's at 44. But I truly, <laughs> I truly that's right. Yeah. But we have well, we have different bedrooms, just for the record. We don't sleep the same bed. But anyway, um, so the reality is, and he's got better hair. But anyway, um, you know, Cardano's definitely, a to me, a big long-term player here. And partly because when you look at, at least on GitHub, they were the number one chosen developer, and the GitHub is where developers you know, create software, right, where they're creating code. Number one chosen platform on GitHub was Cardano last year. So it tells you that there's a bunch of stuff coming. It tells you there's high activity there. And again, I'm, all we could look for is leading indicators, and I just truly believe they're there. And I think Charles took the right approach by going slow.
0: One quick comment I want to read is that Cardano said that they don't anticipate there's going to be any issues with the merge, but there's no going back now. No amount of testing or anything can save us because the rocket is currently in the air. It either <laughs> explodes or we make it to orbit. I'd love to get some thoughts from Andrew and Gonzo before we close out the episode. Gonzo. I love you know, that guy. I love
3: Charles. Uh, I, I think he's hilarious, but he's right. Like, And hopefully it goes just like the merge did. They don't have any issues. If, if they do, they'll fix them. We'll get yeah. a price dip, right? Like Johnny was saying, we've held kind of that bottom. I'm not sure exactly where it's at, 42 cents, 40 cents, whatever that is. You know, if Bitcoin decides to take a major correction... Maybe it comes down a little bit, you know, uh, thirty cents, twenty cents. It's kind of crazy. Fifty percent correction is twenty cents, but I, I'd be buying that up.
0: That's awesome. And Andrew, any closing remarks here?
2: Yeah, you know, these, 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 these guys, they they know what they are doing. I mean, they were they were always late with everything, but they are late for a reason because they want to have quality above quantity. So they first make sure that the project is is right. So, and that's why they also can say, yeah, we are already in the air and it's going to explode. No, nothing is going to explode. You know, they (laughs) just know what they are doing. The same with the guys from Ethereum. They also, they knew exactly what to do. And, you know, and I worked a lot in, in software projects and we also did a lot of migrations. Every scenario must have been tested. It is a hell of a job. It's like the monks in the in the pot where where were, were writing the Bible, you know that kind of work, step by step, bit by bit. And if you know that, then you know for sure it works, and that's what they are doing.
0: Andrew, so, uh, just to add to your point, remember what Ethereum did during the peak of the bull run last year. Vitalik Buterin was bragging about the fact that they knew to take profits at the right time. And this is another example of that in the opposite direction. They're telling us that they believe a market bottom is in and that Cardano is going to have some massive utility coming to the market. But we got 220 live listeners joining us on this Monday. Thank you for being here. Hopefully you enjoyed this content. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to be seeing you guys in 23 hours. We're going to close it out the same way we always do. Warriors, get your shit together, baby. Thanks for joining. Let's go let's go baby don't forget this week waters above
2: crypto wednesday right before attack in the house